Welcome to the Evolve and Elevate podcast. My name's Samantha, and I'm here to help you ladies stop repeating the same behaviors and learn how to build the habits you need to finally lose the weight for good and uncover your badass self. If you feel stuck and overwhelmed with all the information out there, I'm gonna be dropping five specific episodes a week to help you gain the clarity you need in order to rebuild that confidence, get strong, and heal your relationship with food so you can finally build the body of your dreams. Now let's get started. Welcome back to the Evolve and Elevate podcast. Today we're talking about the things you're not good at are actually opportunities. And here's how it's going to help you lose weight. So I think right now, ladies, a lot of you guys struggle with the fact that you don't want to be bad at certain things, right? Or if you're not good at something, you look at it as like a flaw. You don't look at it as an opportunity. And what happens is, is that when you look at these things as flaws, the problem is you come up with all these different excuses as to why you can't do something. So right now, if you've ever told yourself like, oh, you know, I'm just not good at it. I can never really figure out my fitness pal. I never can figure out tracking. You know, I'm not really good at exercising. I'm not comfortable in the gym because I'm just not sure how to use different equipment. I'm not really sure what stretches I'm supposed to do. I don't really know what protein, carbs, fats are, macros, all that kind of stuff. This is for you, okay? Because the thing is, is like when you go to learn something, you're never gonna be good at it when you first start. And I think a lot of you ladies jump into fat loss and weight loss, all this kind of stuff. And you expect to just hit the ground running. You just think you're going to jump in. Everything's going to be this smooth sailing process. You're not going to have to learn really anything. And you're just going to like go and it's going to be fine, right? Your coach is going to tell you what you need to do. They're going to say when you need to do it. And as long as you do it, you're going to see the results because that's you're paying to not have to quote unquote learn. You just paid to do. You just don't have to think about it and you go and do it. And while some of that is true, you are paying for the fact that you don't have to learn how to, you know, do a workout program. You don't have to learn how to, you know, what your macros are. You don't have to calculate it, all that kind of stuff. You still do have to figure out what that looks like for your lifestyle. Like everyone's lifestyle is different. And I think when you think of like a custom program, a lot of the onus falls onto the coach to be like, well, you said you were going to create a custom program. You said you were going to do this and that and whatever. But the thing is, is that it also goes twofold on the other side which is the fact of, okay, so they're going to create a custom program. But at the same time, when you guys like when you go home and you you look in your fridge, what kind of food are you eating? Like, what are you consuming? Is it like, are you eating takeout a whole bunch of times per week? Are you drinking alcohol a bunch? Are you like kind of saying fuck it on the weekends and going and doing whatever? Right? Because the thing is, is like as much as like, sure, this quote unquote plan could work. All I'm saying is, is that your lifestyle is going to look dramatically different from someone else's lifestyle. And so it's also working together in order to find like that kind of balance. And regardless of if you're working with the coach or if you're not working with a coach, there's going to be these things called learning patterns, but also this like just like different areas of opportunity that are going to be super uncomfortable. Ladies, most of us gain weight because we go through something. It's whether it's traumatic, whether it's, you know, like a pandemic, whether it's a fact of we got injured, whether it's a fact of an emotional state, like there's normally something that causes us to gain weight. Most people don't just like randomly eat more food for the sake of it, right? So the thing is, is like whether it's like traumatic like that, or you just decided that you guys were going to have a whole bunch of fun and go on a bunch of benders and drink a bunch and smoke a bunch and go hang out and whatever. There's always a reason. And the thing is, is that even when you look at partying and stuff, what makes it, why are you drinking that amount of alcohol? What is stressing you out to the point where like you have to go and drink 12 beers in order to go have a good time? You see what I'm saying? So there's always something that's kind of underlying. And the thing is, is that when you start to lose weight, you're going to have to start dealing with some of those demons in order to actually hit the goals that you want to hit, right? 
So the problem becomes then it's like, it's great that you're actually like consuming or the fact that like you're, you know, consuming more nutrient dense foods, the fact that you're working out all this kind of thing. But the, the thing is, is like, as soon as you're like, oh, I'm not good at hitting my protein. I'm not good at hitting my macros. I'm not good at working out. I'm not good at blah, 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 X, Y, and Z, right? It's like, then you hit this stalemate and then you're like kind of too embarrassed. And like, maybe it's a little bit of ego as well. Even though I think like a lot of ladies don't like to say that they have an ego. We definitely like ladies, we definitely do at some point, right? There's because a lot of you ladies also identify as an all or nothing person. You identify as someone who is always in control. You identify as someone who is like the leader of the household, right? Family first, all that kind of stuff, which also means that you also see yourself as like an authority figure within that household, right? So what happens then? is then you take that same dynamic and you take those same beliefs about yourself and you put it into weight loss. And the issue is, is that, yeah, family first. So you're like, well, I'm doing everything for everyone else. So, you know, I couldn't do anything for me. That's great. But the problem with that is, is that now you're not taking care of yourselves, which means that you can't prioritize your family because you're so tired and you're not doing what you need to do. So the thing is, is that like sometimes though, when we look at this, you're like, oh, well, then that's just who I am. And instead of working on the fact that that might actually be something that you have an opportunity to work on, and looking at it with curiosity, you either look at it as a fault or you look at it as something that you can't change. And as soon as you do that, you have a fixed mindset and it makes it extremely hard for you to be teachable, coachable, whatever you want to call it. And actually for you to be able to see the results that you want to see, right? So the thing is, is like, I have no problem saying that someone's better at something than I am. If you guys hear me talk about my team, I'm often telling you guys that Meg's way better at organization than I am. Like Ash is way more efficient than I am in some areas. Like she's definitely more like, detail oriented with different things. There's different parts of our team that are better at different things, right? Like, and that's going to be something that that's why we work well together. Because when you have a whole bunch of people who are doing the same thing, it does not work out well. But the thing is, is like, can you actually acknowledge the fact that other people are better at you than something? And obviously not to a fault where you're like, you know, putting yourself down and be like, everyone's better than me at everything and all this kind of stuff. But it's like, can you acknowledge the fact that other people might be better at something and then learning from that person? Like, it's like, I don't expect to be a financial advisor. I'm not very good at handling like, you know, all the, the investments and like things like that. Like, I don't know how to manage any of that. So that's why I hire someone out. But for some reason, like we do that with dentists, we do that with, you know, basically everything. But the fact is, is that as soon as it comes with health and nutrition, because it's a something that we know that we could do, but we just like kind of don't want to put the effort in. We tell ourselves over and over again that, oh, well, I'm going to like, I'm going to start and I'll just do my own thing. Like I'll, I'll work out, right. Or I'll make sure that I eat a little bit healthier. I'll make sure that I do this or that. And the, the issue with that again is, is that the fact that it never really happens. Like, and I think COVID is a fantastic, fantastic example of this where everyone was like, oh, if I had more time, I would for sure work out. How'd that go for you? For me, it didn't go very well for a little while. I'll tell you that right now. Cause I don't really like home workouts, to be honest. Like I am very good at planning home workouts. Do I enjoy overly doing them? Not really. But the thing is, is like, it's again, teach their own, right? And the thing is, is like when you're looking at that, so it's like, okay, well, when I had the time and I had the space and there was tons of free workout programs going on during that time, I think it was absolutely fantastic the way that the fitness community did step up to like do at-home workouts, on-demand workouts. They were giving out meal plans and all this kind of stuff. Like it was like fitness galore. It was just sprouting up from everywhere. But the problem was, is that the issue still didn't change in the fact that people still needed to actually do that themselves. So the accountability piece was still missing because even though you knew that, you know, your favorite influencer was going to be on at 11 to do a workout, you're like, ah, do I really want to work out today? Or I could go drink some wine and eat some bread and, you know, go on my day because that was like the big thing back then, right? So 
the thing is, is like when you're looking at these things, ladies, it's like, what are your flaws? And are you looking at them as opportunities in order to grow and progress? Or are you looking at them as things that like keep you stuck? And the thing is, is like, I don't find that flaws are something like, so when I know that I'm not good at something, I try and get good at it. And if I can't get good at it, then I will hire or find someone who is better at it than I am. So if I try something on my own and I'm just like, nah, didn't work. Or like, maybe I got part of it, but it's just like not the result that I want. I will always like try and hire out or I will find someone who is more knowledgeable and try and seek some resources because obviously like totally understand that not everyone can like afford a personal trainer and afford this and that and whatever because life is expensive right now. But at the same time, it's like you do have to be mindful of the fact that it's like if something is important for you, like you will find a way to make it happen. It's like everyone's like, oh, you know, I don't have X, Y, and Z, but then, you know, they're going to Disneyland or then they're going to, they're buying like Gucci shoes or they go buy a handbag that they've been saving up for for a while. So I find like, the way that I look at it is like everyone does have some kind of like finances available for the most part. It's just a matter of what you value and where you like kind of put things on the spectrum. And when you're looking at that, that doesn't have to be for a coach, guys. That can be for like literally like a guide on how to do X, Y, and Z. That could be for buying better groceries, like more like nutrient dense groceries that help you out. That could be for a gym membership. That could be for whatever. And The thing is, is like when you're looking at these different flaws and things that like in terms of like I'm an all or nothing person or, you know, I always get things done or I'm very organized or I'm very whatever, however you identify with. And I do recommend that you actually make a list of things that you identify as. So like if you had to like characterize yourself and maybe 15 different things. So, you know, when I'm all in on something, I'm all in, you know, I don't give up even if I experience adversity, whatever the case might be, like just write a whole bunch of stuff. I'm very family oriented, write down like 15 things. You're going to find that out of those 15 things, there's probably going to be like five to seven of them that interfere with your fat loss. Because the thing is, is that like it goes into order of a priority in terms of like what you value. And the thing is, is like if you're always like, oh, well, I do everything else for everybody. And I love that about myself. Then the thing is, is that as soon as someone asks for anything, you're going to drop whatever you're doing to go help them, which is amazing but it also sacrifices your boundaries and what you need as a human being and like what you want to do. And then you're going to kind of go back on what you said. Like if you're like, oh, I'm going to lose 30 pounds. Well, if you're always dropping everything that you're doing to help everyone else, there's no way you're going to be able to do that. Like it's going to be very difficult at least. Or if it's like, I always make sure that, you know, you're like just kind of like catering to everyone else. I think a lot of you ladies prioritize other people first, which I think is very admirable. But at the same time, it does come to a fault where Now you're not fulfilling what you need in order to be like a happy, healthy individual, right? So then the thing is, is like you prioritize everyone else. And then when you're like 70 and say like you, you know, maybe you break your hip or whatever, are those people there and around to actually help you do what you need because you no longer can be independent because like, you know, you broke your hip, but everyone else is kind of doing their own thing. And, you know, you could have been like a little bit healthier. You could have taken care of yourself or like, you know, gotten worked out, but because you're focusing on everyone else, Now you're like the one that they have to take care of. You see what I'm saying? So the thing is, is like some of these traits, like you don't pay for now, but you might pay for later. Or like the thing is, is like if you're always saying yes to things, you might even miss out right now with like things with your kids, right? So like if you're always saying yes to things and like your kids, like I want to go to the water park, but you're like, oh, well, I just told X, Y, and Z that we're going to do this, this, and this. It's like now you're missing out on time with your kids and your family and things like that. So just remember that like every time you say yes to something, you're also saying no to something else. And the issue kind of lies in that is that the fact of it's like you guys have a lot of not limiting beliefs, but like values or like core values that are great. But you also have these limiting beliefs. Actually, yeah, they're limiting beliefs about yourself. Like, oh, I'm an all or nothing person or there's no way that I can eat healthy or there's no way that I can do this or that or whatever. 
And because you have those thoughts, as soon as you try to go against them, because you truly believe that that's who you are, it's very, very hard for you to stick to that. So sometimes what happens is you kind of just have to like keep going. And as you basically, your brain's pretty stupid in the fact that like, if you keep giving it proof towards something, it's going to show you like what you need. You know what I mean? Like if you keep telling yourself like, oh, like I'm really good at this or I'm good at that or whatever. And you start proving to yourself that you actually are good at X, Y, and Z. Like your brain will pretty easily kind of just like, you know, be like, yeah, we are good at this. This is great. But at the same time, until you build up that proof, there's going to be more proof saying that you're an all or nothing person. So when you start something, you quit. So as soon as you go to a barbecue and you have a drink and a hamburger, for example, your brain is going to tell you, oh, I'm not like, oh, I'm all off track now. There's no way that I can do this. Everything's going to shit. Like, you know, there's no way I can lose weight. This happened again, blah, blah, blah. Right. And then in your head, you're like, but of course I'm going to have a hamburger again. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to not have a hamburger. And because you don't have the information, because you haven't gone out and got the knowledge that you need to in order to find the success that you want, you're going to keep telling yourself that you're off track. You're an all or nothing person. As soon as I start something, I never can stick with it. And that's what's going to happen. But if you get to the event, you have the hamburger, you have the alcohol, and then you're like, hey, so this weekend I decided to have a hamburger and some alcohol. And I noticed that like, I felt really off track. Like, I don't know how to get back on track. I don't know what I'm supposed to do at this point. And then you're talking to someone, whether it's a coach or a friend or whatever. And they're like, well, no, like that's not how that works. Like as long as like track it into your MyFitnessPal, you put it in, you're like, okay, I'm within my calories. Now you're looking at something objectively and you're looking at facts. And again, we say facts and feelings. We're looking at the facts and the facts are is that you're still under your calories. You're still like, you know, doing the things that you need to do. You still got your workouts in, you still got your water in, you still got your steps in, which is great. And then it's like, okay, so that happened. And then, but I'm feeling like I'm off track. Well, does the fact support the feeling? And you're like, no. And then the more that you do that, you're going to build up this proof that you can actually do what you say you're going to do, right? And that's going to transpire and, and keep going from there. So the thing is, is like when you guys feel like you're not good at something, it's not because it's like a flaw or you're terrible at it or something's going wrong. Like that's not what this is. It's just like you have to look at it with a sense of like, this is an opportunity. And whenever I see like something that I don't feel like I'm good at, like if I feel like I'm feeling my fitness journey, I'll be totally transparent, ladies. Right now, my fitness journey is like, it's freaking intense, okay? Like honestly, my steps are over like 9,000 steps a day. I have to do like 30 minutes of cardio a day with specific calorie like that I have to burn each time. And again, I'm prepping for a bikini competition. So please keep in mind, this is not what you're required to do by any means. And then on top of it, it's like workouts five times a week. Plus I have to hit my macros, track my food, like all this kind of stuff. Plus it tends to be nutrient dense because I do have a lot of stomach issues. And like when you're on a program and stuff too, like Um, The way that I look at it is like, it's not really worth the money. So the way that I look at this also, I love like investing in a coach because the way that I look at it is like, it's not worth my money in order to like, if I eat something, my digestion gets kind of funny because I have a lot of allergies. It's not really, it's going against my investment in order to do, you know what I mean? It just doesn't make sense. It's just like the pain versus what I'm doing. It does not compute. So the thing is, is like, with that being said, as soon as that happens, I'm like, well, you know, I've got to eat a little bit cleaner. I got to do this. Right. And it motivates you to go into the right steps or the right direction, which is why, you know, we do this stuff to ourselves. And yeah, so it's like, it's kind of intense right now. And the thing is, is like, normally I'm used to a little bit more leeway. So the thing is, is like going from that to this is a transition for me while doing all this kind of stuff and learning how to do this with the weekends and our traveling and, you know, me going to Kelowna and then we have like a cottage trip and then we're going to camp and all these kind of things it does get a little bit tricky, especially when you're on like a stricter meal plan. And I think a lot of you ladies have been on a super restrictive meal plan where you're like, oh shit. Yeah. I remember that. That was like super strict. So not that it has to be like that a year out. Cause I'm literally a year out from my show, 
but it does need to be a little bit more dialed in than most people because I am pretty lean. Like I'm at like 17% body fat. So the thing is, is like, if I want to get a little bit leaner, it does take a lot more effort at where I'm at. And then this is kind of where all those like stupid things like eat sugar-free jello and drink your water and like make sure that you know, everything, if you're hungry, like gnaw on a piece of fruit or like, you know, go to bed, like that kind of shit. This is when this comes into play. It's not when you're at like 20, 30, 40, 50% body fat. It's when you're like trying to get like literally, like when I say the last five pounds, I'm like, even then, whenever you need to lose like five pounds, it's like five pounds more than that. So like the last like 10 pounds or whatever, that's like when this stuff comes into play. So the thing is, is like, with that being said, it's like all of that, it's very easy for me right now to be like, well, I feel like I'm failing. I feel like I didn't do that this weekend. I feel like my digestion's off. I feel like I didn't get my steps in yesterday because, you know, we had like a million whatever clients join and I have to get them all onboarded, right? Like all these kind of things are like this system broke. So I have to go fix the system or, you know, this team member is having an issue with X, Y, and Z. So I have to go fix it. And it's very easy to get caught up in all of that stuff. But I think what you ladies also need to remember because you guys always have more work to do also And I do relate like not being a mom, but like kind of being a mom and like being an entrepreneur very similarly, but because you always have more work to do. There's always more work. Your kids are always going to make more laundry. There's always going to be more dishes. There's always going to be a grocery run. There's always going to be a floor to sweep. There's always going to be like, you know, something going on. But the thing is, is like you can't just keep getting caught up in the day to day. And I challenge you to also like on top of the other homework that I gave you today, write a list of everything that's overwhelming you or everything that you feel like you need to get done a day, write it all down and then go through the list and try and find like three big movers that are like three things that you have to do no matter what to like make sure that you feel productive and push your day forward. And then the rest of it can kind of fall where it spits or where it may. And the to-do list guys is like the number one thing that I love at the beginning of each day. I kind of write down everything that needs to get done. And as the day goes on, you'll figure out, especially as your energy kind of goes up and down, whatever, which tasks really are important and which ones can kind of wait for the other day. And you start kind of making a little bit of a negotiation with yourself to get big movers going. And as soon as you do that, it's a lot less overwhelming because you're not trying to just think of like all these things that you have to do. You have a systematic list that you have and you kind of go through and like find out what you're going to do next. And that's kind of the way that I do it. And I also do it by time periods. So like if I have a list of things to do, it'll say like an hour, 20 minutes, you know, 18 minutes, whatever, like roughly how much I think it'll take to do. And then basically what I do is if I have free time in between things, then I will like do a task that I know, like say I have 20 minutes, I'll go to my task list and I'll be like, okay, this is going to take roughly 20 minutes. So I go do that instead of maybe something else so that I don't have incomplete projects. So I hope that helps you guys. That's something that I've been doing for like a few years now, ever since like school. And I found that really helped me. And yeah, so ladies, just remember, I'm just going to finish it off with this, that the things that you're not good at are normally not something to be upset about. It's normally an opportunity. And when you look at it from a lens of how can I get better at this? Or like, why do I feel uncomfortable doing this? Or what about this do I not understand or do I not like? And how do I get better at it? You're going to find that you like take a lot more risks and you step out of your comfort zone. And as soon as you do that, you're going to find that you see so much more progress. It's way fucking easier to literally like go to a barbecue And then eat a hamburger and have some drinks and tell yourself that you fell off and not continue with like a training program. Then it is to be like, okay, this is the feeling that I'm acknowledging right now, which is the fact that I feel like I'm off track. This is why I'm off track. And some of you ladies don't even like to admit to yourself like what you ate on the weekend, which is kind of crazy to me, but I get it. I've been there. And so then the thing is, is like, so then at the same time, like you've just like finally admitted to your like to yourself that, yeah, you have an issue that when you eat burgers and you have like alcohol, you feel like shit and you feel like you're off track. 
So that's new. That's an uncomfortable feeling. And then on top of it, talking to someone about it and vocalizing it when you already feel like you failed and then pushing through that emotion and continuing on with what you need to do. That is something that I freaking admire. That is something that I respect wholeheartedly. The transparency and also just like the willingness to learn and just keep going. And the fact of just being like, hey, I feel like I screwed up. And even though I'm like, you didn't screw up. If anything, that's normal. And I hope you enjoyed your day. It's like, you're like, well, I feel super guilty about this. Like, what do I do? Like coming and asking for help is way freaking harder than being like, oh, I had a burger. Oh, I had some alcohol. Now I'm done. And like, I fell off track. And now I'm just gonna eat whatever I want for the next week and the next month. And then I'm not gonna work out. That is way easier, guys. Like it's harder in the long haul, but it is way easier to do that starting off than it is to like, just actually admit to yourself that like you have issues with certain foods and you don't like eating certain foods because it makes you feel a certain way and making you feel like you are just like off track and not doing well and gaining weight and all these kind of like other like emotions and like thoughts that we have. And like, that's way harder to overcome. And that's way harder to like, to just process. Like you can overcome it. It's like, we've helped hundreds of women do it. But the thing is, is like, you have to be open to doing it. Otherwise it's never going to happen. So in that regards, ladies, like look at different things that you don't feel comfortable with, with like a sense of like wonder or like a sense of curiosity, as opposed to just being like, oh man, I'm so shit at losing weight. Oh man, I can never stick to something. Oh, I suck at this. Oh, I'm awful at this. Oh, another week where I didn't do what I need to do. And like, I'm not saying that to like mock anyone, but it's just like at a certain point, like when does the bullshit stop? Like, when does it stop? When do you be like, hey, I actually need to like work through this because every time that I go on a vacation, every time I go to a barbecue, I just ghost my coach and don't tell her what I'm thinking. Or I just ghost my coach and I just like don't really do anything about it. Or I just like, you know, say that everything went really well, even though I'm freaking out and I ate my face off for like three days because I didn't know what I was doing and I felt off track. But I'm not going to tell her that because, you know, I don't want to get in trouble. You know what I mean? Like those kind of things, guys, it's like it's a little bit different. And like, that's not how you get through things. And that's not how you heal from things. And that's not how you progress. Right. Like it really isn't. So the thing is, it's like, as soon as you start looking at it with a sense of wonder, curiosity, openness, you're going to find that all that stuff becomes way more manageable. You're going to see way more results. You're going to lose way more weight. Like, but you just have to be really willing to just like put yourself out there and be like, Hey, freaking struggling. I don't know how to do this. And like, I just need fucking help. Right. And as soon as you do that, it's like, it's way easier. And honestly, I'm going to give a quick example and I'm going to head out for today, guys. But one of my clients who actually just joined our summer restart challenge. So it's a six week elite coaching challenge. We've actually never done that. And I think it's been at least, oh, it must be in like three years since I've done like an actual like one-on-one coaching challenge. And the thing is, is like her name is Jessica and she's freaking fantastic. And she's been on our nutrition program. She's been on, I think our like YNAC program, but now it's called the Too Fit to Quit program. And then she was also on our elite program as well. And just as different things came up and like all this kind of stuff, she just like coming back and on and back and on. And I was like, Jessica, like, what are you doing, girl? Like, let's figure it out. Let's talk, whatever. And there's just something that clicked. And I don't know what exactly it is. Like, I really probably at the end of the challenge, I'm going to ask her just to figure it out. And if you're listening to this, hey, Jessica, message me. Yeah, like something just like freaking clicked. And she literally has just been asking like ongoing questions. Like, and it's to the point literally where she's like, it's Friday night. And she's like, hey, we're having a few drinks. And I didn't expect like I wasn't going to drink this weekend. But someone knew that I really liked X, Y, and Z alcohol. And they brought it am I able to have it while I'm like trying to lose weight? And I was like, a hundred percent. How many do you think you're going to have? And she's like, I don't know. Like I kind of wanted to have like two or three. And I was like, sick. So just so that, you know, peace of mind, go put that into your, my fitness pal now. So you can see what that looks like. 
Because the thing is, is like you want to see like objectively what it looks like. It's like putting in a stat. It's not like being like, oh, I got to track this to make sure that I'm losing weight. It's like, no, let's just see. I want you to see what that actually looks like. Because a lot of the times food overwhelm is because you don't know how many calories and stuff are in it. That's basically it. You're just like, you don't track it because you're scared to see it. And then realistically, it's never really as bad as you think it is. I'll tell you that right now. So anyway, she puts it in and then she's like, oh, that's not even like crazy. And I was like, yeah, I know. Not that bad at all. Like it's, you're fine. Go have fun. Right. And then she's like, oh shit. She's like, have a great night. And then like the next day she's like, wow, like I feel great. Like I went and got a workout in all this kind of stuff. And then she's like, yeah. So like now we're going to a barbecue. Like, what do I do? Like, this is normally kind of the foods that we have. And like, it sounds almost like she's asking for permission. But the thing is, is she's just being curious. She's like, I don't know how to like approach this event. I just need help. Or like, I went to this event and this is kind of what I did or what happened. How do I like, is that on track? Is that off track? Like, what do I do? Am I still being consistent? Like, you know what I mean? And like, when you start asking those questions, even though it sounds so stupid to be like, oh, like, yeah, of course you can have a glass of wine or something. Like if you don't feel comfortable going to have a glass of wine, sometimes even that just like, like reaffirming notion of just like, hey, it's okay that you go do that is like really, really helpful for some people. Right. And it's like, cool. So then she's not worried all night about the fact that she had alcohol, that she did all this stuff. She's just like, sick. I can drink these and I'm still going to lose weight and everything's going to be fine. And then like we kind of deal with anything else that like kind of comes after because some people have like, you know, an inflame, like sometimes like their bodies kind of inflame a bit when they drink or whatever, if they've been drinking a lot or not at all or things like that. But like for the most part, like anything else we can kind of deal with after, but she's able to go to the event stress-free and not really worry about what's going on because she's willing to learn and be open. Right. So just saying like, it definitely does come a long way guys. And it does help. It takes a little bit of time, but that's like the biggest thing that I would say, like if you guys are trying to lose weight, get strong, all that kind of stuff. That's like the number one thing you can do is like start healing that relationship with food, but also like just looking at like different flaws or different opportunities as opportunities as in terms of like ways to grow as opposed to like, oh my God, I'm so bad at this or oh my God, that person's better at this than me or why can't I lose the weight, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. So I hope you guys have the best freaking day ever. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will talk to you later. Thank you so much for listening. If you found value in today's episode, it would mean the world to me if you would screenshot and tag Samantha Mills Fitness on Instagram or leave us a review down below. If you'd like to go further in your weight loss journey with us, head over to my Instagram bio and fill out an application to get started. We'll see you in the next episode and I hope you have the best freaking day ever.